Hi, my name is Frankie. Thank you for listening to my mom. I never listen. Welcome to Nothing But Net, Debbie Antonelli, along with the head coach from St. Louis, Rebecca Tillett. Coach, I am so glad, and if people knew behind the scenes how glad I am to see you, this is really great to have some time with you. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Debbie. Appreciate everything you do for the game, and so happy to be here. Well, listen, you and I became fast friends when we were in Florida at the Gulf Coast Showcase. Your team came down there and competed really hard. It didn't get the results that you wanted, um, but your team played hard, and it's new. Like, everything's new, right? Like, How's it going in your first year trying to get your culture where you want it to be? Yeah, great question. I know it was fun to meet you down there and, and to see our team battle through, you know, some tough opponents and, and finally figure it out in our last game. I think we're still in that space, right? We're trying to figure things out together and um, we'll take some steps forward in an area and then something else will show up. They, okay, we need to pay some attention to that. And I think that's pretty typical of a year one journey. Um, there's so much learning going on for everybody, for staff, even if your staff, you know, has done it before, done it, you know, together, there's new things when you move to a new university. So I think the one thing about this particular group of women, they are positive is their baseline that just, if something's hard, they go back to positive. So that's given us a lot of room to grow as a group. And I think we're still, you know, well in the growth process. Isn't that just amazing that the power of positive thinking can have an incredible influence over every aspect of your life. Why is that so hard to learn? And why does it take us all so long to figure that out? You know, I think it's so hard to learn because life is going to throw us challenges, right? Consistently. And then we have to rise up to those challenges. I think for this group, each time a new one's put in front of them, they grow in that space. And then maybe there's more room to grow in that space. Like in our last um, competition, we hit something in the mental space that we thought we'd kind of work through as a group. And that's when your confidence gets knocked a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so we came out swinging, we're fighting really hard in our last outing against St. Joe's. And then our confidence got knocked a little bit. And I think we didn't respond the way that we've shown we can in the past. And so that'll be a big focus for us in our upcoming you know, practices, preparation, and then of course our game tonight against Rhode Island. So one of the things that I find challenging for me to do is to try to bring out the high level IQ, the work ethic and the personality of coaches and players and people in and around our game. So tell us a little bit about you, Rebecca, because you played at William & Mary, you got three kids. If you can go to Longwood and win, we know you can coach. So tell us something about you. Well, thank you. Thank you. You know, I think just a teacher at heart, um, grew up in a, a big teaching family. And, and a lot of people know that about, you know, my story, but it truly is like where I started, I grew up in the bleachers, falling asleep to the horn and the buzzer and um, just so passionately love helping young women develop and, and young men. We have some young men that are practice guys. Um, it's just, it's just a passion every day. And when I was an educator, I was passionate about teaching in that space. And then when the opportunities presented themselves to think and talk about basketball all day long, every single day, like that's a dream come true for me. I'm with you. I mean, I can talk at 24, seven, 365. I'm, I'm about the game every day. Um, where is your solace away from the game? 
I think away from the game comes with family time. Any, any time I can get with our family, um, both my immediate family here that's with me, obviously in St. Louis, my kids um, and my husband. But then when I get back a little bit to the East coast, so when we played VCU, that was like, you know, a bit of a homecoming game because my family is all located in Virginia. So I think that's a big place. And then I actually do like to garden, which came up a little bit in the COVID time when we were all looking for new things to do um, to, to occupy our time. So I do like to do that. And I love that, you know, our players kind of get into it and I'll, I'll send them pictures of, you know, baby green peppers and, and things as they're growing in the garden. Um, so I think that's another place that I, I turn my attention when I'm not constantly thinking leadership, development of young women and X's and O's. I think we all have our COVID habit that we tried to develop or new hobby. You know, for me, I got myself a guitar and not one time have I pulled it out and tried to play it or even taken a lesson. Zero. I thought I was going to play the guitar during COVID. I don't know what I was thinking. You got gardening going. At least you're keeping that up. <laughs> uh, I think that's great though, right? Like I was just looking at a quote yesterday that we shared with our team about we place so much emphasis on achievement, right? And success. And while that is worthy and noble, also, sometimes, isn't it the doing, isn't it the enjoying of the process of something that we're all about? And I think that's something we're trying to keep as a focus for us, especially here in year one. All right. Before we talk about your team, I want to talk about your family, because this is a special game coming up. And you have three children, two of which are dealing with um, some special issues. And that's one of the things that you and I bonded over right away. I have three kids and, and my middle son has Down syndrome. Yours is a little different situation. Tell us uh, what you're dealing with with your family and explain it to us so we can understand. Absolutely. So in June of 2017, uh, one of my children had a vast personality change. And in that time frame, I researched, uh, just as any mom would do, right? Reaching out to the pediatrician. I made the appointment on Thursday. And as many moms do, we go, do I really need to make the appointment? Do I have to do this? Are they okay? Or am I overreacting as a parent? And by Saturday, I was so glad that the appointment had been scheduled and that we were in our pediatrician's office. So I had researched sudden onset OCD because our child had changed just in a matter of days um, and had dramatic symptoms. So through this process, uh, two of our children have been diagnosed with PANDAS, which is an acronym for Pediatric Autoimmune Neuropsychiatric Disorder Associated with Streptococcus. So most of us get a sore throat, a fever, maybe a little cough, and we know, oh, I don't feel well, I need to go to the doctor, get some antibiotics and feel better. That's not the case for these children. They have dramatic symptoms um, and that can be life-changing and life-threatening. Uh, we've been really fortunate that we had aggressive care from multiple physicians. One of the challenges for families that are faced with this is that you end up going to sometimes up to eight physicians before you end up getting a diagnosis and treatment because it's so unknown. So the opportunity to have this game here, and there are many family, families in St. Louis and the surrounding areas. We have about 100 people coming tonight um, to honor people they know that are either currently in the fight or in remission. And the treatments range from antibiotics for some children are enough to um, you know, hospitalizations. You know, one of our children, our son, Jack, uh, has, you know, given me full permission to share his journey and his story. And he's received plasmapheresis, which is a cleaning of the antibodies from the blood, which he had over a two-week period, um, two different times that he needed to, to save his life, literally to save his life. And then he's on ongoing immune support now. Uh, happy to report that he's in remission and doing really, really well, getting better every day here in St. Louis. Uh, so it's a really good time for our family and a great time for us to give back to other families that are still in the fight. 
I just take a deep breath thinking because I know the anxiety and everything that comes with it. And I know you are in a very public position and you can choose to share your story or you can choose not to. It's an option. And I think both of us felt the same way. We want to try to help someone else. When you think about what you've dealt with and just the the instinct as a mom to know something isn't right and acting on it, how much has that helped? you be better at every aspect that you do or just rely more comfortably on any instinct that you have, uh, whether it relates to your kids or your, your team. Great point. I think it's twofold. I think one of the reasons that our family was so successfully able to fight this is because of what we learned by playing sports growing up. Um, I was our family, we were relentless in the pursuit of finding care as, as all families want to be. And resources can play into that, which is another factor in this conversation for pandas. You know, we had the resources to go to multiple doctors in, in multiple places until we found an answer. We were reading scientific journals. We were doing what you're trained to do in sports, right? Like find any way, work together. Um, and on the really hard days, get up again and, and try again. And so I think in sports helping me and our family fight this battle, it's also given back, right? What we've learned. I will often say I hate pandas, <laughs> the diagnosis, but I love everything that we've learned from it um, because I think there is value in, in fighting adversity together. And then in terms of leading young women in you know, a time in their lives, that's really important where they're gonna make big growth steps and they should be able to make mistakes and grow and learn things together in a group. I think it gives you a reminder of what, what's important, right? What's important is our time and our journey together and the joy that we seek and the learning that takes place and that each one of our women and each one of our staff members might be going through challenges that they're facing at their times in their life and how we support one another is critically important to the whole group. I look at everything, I mean, through an offensive lens, people that know me know that I care about offense. And I just think about game planning on the offense and trying to be aggressive and forward thinking and going on offense, not being defensive in anything that I do or say, trying to be forward thinking and aggressive and going on offense. And that's what I hear you saying as a mom. And I also know your team is pretty good on the offensive end too. However, I need to shift to the nation's best shot blocker in Brooke Flowers. What makes her such a great shot blocker? She's the best shot blocker in the country right now. It's incredible. You know, people have asked me a, a couple different times about her specifically, and she has an innate ability in that her timing. I mean, some of the aspects of the, the shots that she blocks and the way that she gets them and recovers them sometimes in the air. Um, you know, one of our team sayings is like recover her blocks right like we know it's coming right so let's right. be prepared to recover it but she has an innate ability with her timing of her jumps to also recover some of those blocks in the air i'm going to watch every one of her block shots on synergy it's something that i like to do and chart where they go because i'm i'm i have watched a bunch and we do have a block package that we have put together for this segment that we're doing and she blocks a lot of your of her shots into your transition game how valuable is that as a weapon when you use it to get numbers going the other way? It's incredibly valuable. And it's an area that we want to attack. You know, I was a defensive coach until I became a head coach. And now I think, oh, I'm really shifting, shifting my focus on 
ways we can creatively attack opponents. And of course, fans like to watch scoring too. So we want to give them a good game. When she blocks shots and we recover them or she recovers them and she's got a great outlet pass too. So if she recovers one of those, she's always looking, how can I advance it? How can I start our break? I think it's really important for how we want to play long-term here as well at St. Louis. Um, so yeah, going to soak up every one of those while we have her uh, before she you know, potentially goes pro. Yeah, and one of the recipients of some of that transition game is Kyla McMakin. She is fantastic getting out on the break and, and making things happen for you. She's averaging um, 18, 19 points a game. So she's been a top of the scouting report kind of uh, player for you. How has she evolved inside your system? You know, I think the way she's evolved over the years, you know, because I've been fortunate to have her her whole career. And um, she's just, she finds a way to figure out new ways to attack. I mean, honestly, she's seen almost every game plan in her career. Um, and currently right now is is receiving a lot of attention um, as we continue to build. You know, we want to be a team that you have to guard all five of us all the time. And if you if you come up with a scheme, somebody else is going to make it difficult for you because you did that. And we're working towards that as a group. So I think Kyla's finding the patience in that. Um, she's one of the best screen readers that I've seen um, in the game. And so we got to make sure we're screening in those ways and giving her those opportunities Um to read them and she's got to ask for them and she knows that. So I think it's a collective effort for all of us right now. Um, but wow, when she, she kind of gets going and is in that zone of shooting, she's so difficult for opposing teams to deal with and so fun for us to be teammates with or coaches of because she can really get going. Well, it'll be challenging tonight taking on Rhode Island, the top part of this, the schedule uh, or top part of the league for you in, in the schedule. There's no easy game in the A-10. The league has gotten so much better. But when you're looking at without giving up your scatter report, you know, just some things about what you've enjoyed competing against the level of competition in the A-10 so far. Yeah, you know, a couple games in, really looking forward to the whole, you know, the whole group, but high level coaches in this league, right? You make a counter, they make a counter. You better be ready to come back with another counter. Um, I think the level of players, um, you know, just especially in the post game is is higher than what we were used to in, in our previous league. Um, so I think just the opportunity, you know, if you're a competitor, you want to coach against the best players you can coach against, the best coaches you can coach against. And I think that's how we're entering it and really, really excited about where the A-10 is and where the A-10 can continue to go in terms of elevation. Well, we're grateful that you took time on game day to share your story, especially about what a special night it is tonight, uh, highlighting the pandas and helping people understand what it is and who knows how many lives you might save tonight just by creating awareness around this incredible obstacle that you and your family have faced from a health standpoint. Uh, Rebecca, I am so grateful for your time and glad that we got to spend some time together before you take on Rhode Island tonight. Thank you so much, Debbie. And thank you for using your platform to help us raise awareness as well.